What's happening, everybody? It's me, Jason Goff. And as a longtime Chicago media dude, I'm on 10 to introduce you to The Full Go, a new podcast at The Ringer and Spotify dedicated to all things Chicago sports. We'll be coming to you on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights with all the reactions to the locals. Plus, I'll be chatting with my friends and people who matter in town. If you want to ask a question or fire off one of those absurd barbershop takes, I'll react to your calls on the listener voicemail line, too. So whether you're in Lakeview, the Wild Hunters, K-Town, the Burbs, or a transplant, make sure you follow The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the mismatch presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states or 18 plus in D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Tuesday from the record.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concert, Kevin O'Climber, Kevin O'Camera, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin O'California, Kevin! <laughs> I'm back on the West Coast! You are back, so for those of you that do not know, we were off last week. Thank you to all of you that said that you missed us, but we are back as Kevin was packing up his bags and moving back out to the West Coast. And now you have uh, you settled in a little, huh, this week? Yeah, settled in a bit. Took a lot of time this past week unpacking, organizing stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited for you know being in L.A. now again and looking forward to this coming season with the Lakers and the Clippers. UCLA could be good with Juzang back, USC there, so... NB two NBA teams, two two uh two college teams, and a whole lot else here. So I'm excited for uh, you know hopefully what will be my best NBA season and our best NBA season together, Chris. I'm pumped for it. Well, exactly one week from yesterday, teams are going to have their media days and they're going to wow. be in training camps. Hard to believe where they're already. Seriously, yeah. I was just texting with a team earlier today because I'm trying to write a story. On on a team, which you'll maybe we'll see in October um, on the ringer.com. And he's like, it's like in one week, one week we're leaving next Monday, you know, for a place that they're going. It's nuts, man. So I, I, I look forward to getting working on stuff because I was having a meeting this morning and someone mentioned to me, they're like, oh, well, uh, there'll be a game that night. And th- this was in two weeks. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, there's a game October 5th. And I was like, oh, what game? And they said, there's a preseason game. It's Grizzlies Bucks. It's going to be that night. It's a home game. And I was like, oh my gosh, it is two. It really is two weeks, two weeks away from us watching NBA preseason games that are going to be taking place. And October so, 3rd is the first one, I believe. That is the Nets, first one. Lakers in LA Sunday, October 3rd is the first preseason game. And the funny part is, is I mean, that could be a finals preview. It yeah. could be Nets Lakers first That's preseason right. game. We'll see how things shake out this season, but uh, Russ LeBron 80 versus Katie Kyrie Harden and all the other guys on those teams. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I- I'm pumped for preseason basketball. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you this, Kev, what's going to be very fascinating over the course of the next really week is how much movement there is. There's a couple of things that you think are probably a good chance they get done, which are free agents that are still hanging out there, get added to be brought into at least to training camps because you'd like to add them into the fold prior to that. If there is a trade out there, Ben Simmons did not get traded last week while we were off. Shout out to him. Um, no, no need for the emergency podcast, despite the Frank Nilakina news. Him going to Dallas. I tweeted at you twice, Chris, trying to get us to hop on a podcast, I know. do an emergency show because of Frank Nilakina. I got to be we're honest. here today instead. We'll talk about that later, of course. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I really did not feel like it warranted an emergency pod. <laughs> I'll be totally frank with you. <laughs> frank Nilakina with yeah, you. No, no pun um, intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pun intended. Um, but you're going to have free agents being added. And then you're going to have these guys that are up for extensions. Some of these, I, I, I think we'll probably, I don't know if there'll be a flood of news, but you're going to see news come out about at least some of them because we've only had a few. You only had, I believe, Luca, Trey, Gilgis Alexander. I mean, that might be it, right? Because uh, Aiton hasn't gotten his extension yet. Jaron Jackson hasn't gotten his extension yet. But I think some of those, those are going to get done, I think, before training camp starts. Usually teams yeah. want to knock that out. So that's got to happen within a week's in, in time. It's worth the deadline is October 18th. So there's still yeah. a lot of time there on is. those rookie eligible players. Like you said, Aiton, um, you know, Bridges with Phoenix, Bridges with Charlotte. You know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, are still eligible for that. Yeah, but guys want to get that kind of stuff. The teams, a lot of times, want to get that stuff done. Yes. But just get it out of the way. It's not a distraction. You're not thinking about that. You're not worried about if you twist your ankle in the preseason, God forbid. You know, they usually like to have that stuff sealed up. And so Colin Sexton's another name. That's another interesting one, because like depending on what might happen with Ben Simmons stuff, he was he's been involved in trade rumors since pre-draft. So that's something to monitor, too. Yeah, and and you wonder if some of those guys are going to try to sign extensions that are even a little bit less than what you would normally think because that's what they're being offered, but it's a guaranteed four or five years in some of those cases. Um, You know, like the Jonathan Isaac thing that we had. Remember where it was like, 
Okay, there's an insurance policy on the back of it. And he got 90. He didn't get max money. He didn't get even close. But he he guaranteed himself, you know, 80, 90 million bucks. Um, and so you wonder if some of those guys are going to sign deals like that. And those are actually the ones that could become tremendous values for teams if those players do reach their potential and then just wildly outperform the deal that they were capable of signing. Once upon a time, an organization was able to build an entire, you know, mini dynasty in Golden State in large part because all the ankle injuries the first couple of years of Steph Curry and he didn't have a big contract, you know, and that you, second you, contract that, that he one signed. could be Michael Porter Jr. Could be. That's really the, the one name that comes to mind of the remaining players. I mean, you could also throw out Mo Bamba, uh, Mar- uh, Marvin Bagley third. Yep. could throw them out there as well in the same company. You have um, no idea if they're going to get deals or not. It doesn't seem like these teams are willing I'm, I'm to commit. Totally sarcastic about Bob. No. In the same class not, as, as Michael no, Porter Jr. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not in that class, but it is fascinating. They could get deals. Yeah. Do they, yeah, do they, they get could, deals? They could. Right? Wendell Carter and, Jr., both guys with Orlando. Yep. Uh, anyways, in honor of... Frank Nalakina, which was the massive free agent move that took place since we last spoke. Frank Nalakina went to the Dallas Mavericks and is there now. And Frank Nalakina, as you have chronicled many times, you are firmly still on Nalakina Island. I am, baby. Yep. And uh, he is 23 years old. Um, years young, Chris. Years and, young. He, and he is now uh, joining a guard crew in Dallas that they have acquired uh, this offseason. You know, they got Sterling Brown. They got Reggie Bullock. Um, they also re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. And so he is going to join in on the mix there. Of course, last year, your guy that you loved in the draft, uh, Terry, right? They drafted him last year from Stanford. And so they got a bunch of guards there now. Uh, in Dallas to surround around uh, Luka Doncic. But it was around this time, just a few years ago. See, last year, we were busy playing basketball. But a few years ago, 2019, we had our episode about islands. We decided what islands we were still on with guys. Now, I'm going to give you terrible news, Kevin, right off the bat. Are you not on Frank Nilakina Island with me, Chris? Is that oh, the terrible news I'm about it, to find out here? Oh, d- 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 look, if you need me to tell you that news, then we got a problem. Come on. I no, mean, I'm just, that just, has nothing. I of mean, course. I, I, had a, I had a little bit of hope. Of course, I I'm did. not. Now, now that Nilakina, no. who is a very good defensive player, no. is paired in a backcourt with Luca. Yeah. Ooh, the game will be simplified for spot up threes, attacking closeouts. Oh, spot up threes. Spot up threes. Oh, I my God. Maybe I, you're like, you I thought maybe look, you might be like, this, this look, is it. Let me tell you this something. This is it. Oh, spot up threes. I'll tell you this. If I, uh, if my season tickets were in the first five rows of the American Airlines Arena, I'd move back a few rows because <laughs> you may get clunked in the head. Well, this I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Chris. I mean, <laughs> one second before your bad news here. I'm still on Nilakina Island. If it doesn't work here, it's not going to work anywhere. 
Okay. So, I mean, like playing with Luca, this yeah. is the spot for Frank Nilakina to have success at 23 years old. Six four, seven foot one wingspan. You go out there, all you got to do is figure out how to hit spot up threes at a competent rate. That's all you got to do. And do what you do on the defensive end of the floor and make the smart decisions. Like he's always played good defense. He's always, always made smart decisions, but you don't need a dribble. You, all you gotta do is just hit spot up threes. That's it. Simple stuff playing with Luca. Very simple. This is you it. Said it's it. gonna work. You ready for the bad news? Yeah, I'm ready for the bad news. I went and looked up our islands. What were our islands? Oh what my god. What year was this? What year? 2019. 2019. Two years ago, then. Okay. Oh, what, 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 tell us, hey, tell look, us our islands, please. It is much worse news <laughs> for me than oh, it is for no. you. <laughs> Oh, okay. Tell, oh. tell us our islands. Give me, give oh. me mine first. I want the good news first. Now you get <laughs> the good news. <laughs> All right, your islands. Okay. Now again, this is look. You can't say somebody like that's been really good generally in practices like this, right? We are trying to find guys that nobody likes anymore. And therefore, and today we're going to do it a little bit differently because we've narrowed it down to just lottery guys that people either have given up on or have a lot less faith in than they once did. When we did this practice in 2019, we were looking for deep cuts and of guys that we thought, you know, all right, I'll stick around on their island because I did like them at one point and. I'm going to, I'll be on their island. Terrence Ferguson was one of yours. Okay. Where's he? I, I like that. Where's he now? Terrence Ferguson right now is with Philly, I believe, right? Yeah, from <laughs> Philly, yes. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, with Philly, know. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not on Ferguson Island. You are. Acquired, <laughs> got acquired last year by Philly, I believe. I had him <laughs> on my 2019 list. Yeah. Hmm, that was year three for him. Then he was 2017 draft. Who else? Oh yeah, look, it's embarrassing you, you, for for the, for the for the nerdy Kevin O'Connor fans out there. They're gonna love this because okay. it makes you look a lot better. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, not really. Justin Anderson. <laughs> oh, my God, tough spot. Uh, I st- I still I will still say, <laughs> if Justin Anderson had become a competent three point shooter, he'd be in the NBA. But he didn't. He he never could figure it out as a shooter. Never did. And this is going to be a true test of our stubbornness as to whether or not we still claim to be on these islands. Um, I'm not on Justin Anderson Island anymore. <laughs> hey, Ferguson Island, have you abandoned that one? I mean, I'm surprised I even had him on my list, to be honest what, with you. Once upon a time, you were in love. Um Mo Bamba, of course. Of course, I'm still on the island. I'm not going to mention him. I'm not going to mention him today because you know, like, I, do I even need to bring up the name? You're the <laughs> do only, I even have to? You're the only inhabitant. I don't think that's true. I, 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 I really don't think it's true, Chris. There are people around the league who still believe. There are. There are many of us. <laughs> they're, 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 but, their name's yeah, not Steve Clifford. Yeah. No, it's not Steve Clifford. Steve, right. Steve, Steve Clifford, you know who left the job because he didn't want to deal with a rebuild. I think he left at the wrong time. I do. Orlando's Orlando has some nice young talent, dude. 
They've got the 2000 good drafts. No, I know they got the 2017 McDonald's all American team. There are, there are some coaches who are adaptable who can coach in any situation. And then there are some coaches who it's my way or the highway. So That's for fair. Orlando, it might be for the best. You were feeling the Orlando magic when we did this. Cause you had Aaron Gordon on there too. Oh yeah. And I, I still think that was good to have him there. Mm. He showed some good stuff in Denver. Until we got to the playoffs and he was scoring three points. Um, yeah, and that's, then, un, that's unfair, Chris. I, no, it's not. He, they, I just pulled they up the numbers. He, he averaged 11, 11 points per game, 39% <laughs> from three. He wasn't outstanding, but like it's year one. They acquired him midseason. Let's, let's see how it works year two. We can't pass judgment on that. I already did. Um, and then this last one, I jumped you when it happened because I thought it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Brandon Ingram. I mean, come on. Nobody thought Brandon Ingram. You had all these names of guys that hadn't done anything. And then Brandon Ingram, like, he was already good. Oh, that, that was after the, the deal with the Lakers and Pelicans. Yeah. Okay. That one doesn't so, really count. I know it doesn't. That's what I yeah. said at the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, one that we both agreed on that we, I mean, look, this is punt material. I, I, I've stayed there as long as I can. I, I mean, I might have a toe, but I don't even think I've got a toe on the island anymore. Okay. Who is I, it? I, I feel like we were taken over by a volcano. Denzel Valentine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the volcano yeah. came. What happened and, to him? And I mean, I mean that genuinely. <laughs> like what? Like he was such a at Michigan State. He was such a I high know. IQ player. He was so smart. His feel for the game was unbelievable. And then something happened in the NBA where he's just making so many bad decisions on the floor. Let's blame the Bulls. Uh, yeah, blame the Bulls. Let's but, blame the Bulls. I don't know, man. Like it, it's it's All been right. tough watching him in Chicago. All right, other ones I had in 2019, Jordan Bell. <laughs> Jordan he's, Bell. Okay. I think he, is he is he is he back with the Warriors? Are we are we are we? Back? He was back yeah, he, at the end of last cup, year. He had a cup of coffee with them last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what's spent going a with little, little time with the Wizards last season too. He was in Memphis the year prior, right? Yeah, he never played. Okay, Trey Lyles. Oh God. No, I mean I like the pick. I, you know, I, I no, like you I, having him. I thought the Spurs were going to do something with him. He just went there and like, yeah. I mean, he might Same as well have witness protection. No, he was worse. I, he I was, mean, I mean, like production wise, like it was no better. So it's that's why he went into yeah. witness protection. <laughs> I liked him in Denver. I thought he had some stuff and he fought on boards and could knock down some threes. I don't know, man. It just didn't take. All right. I'm done with him. Frankie Mason, the third. Oh yeah! <laughs> Has he played a game since then? <laughs> oh, I just pulled oh, up his boy. numbers. He, he's played in thirteen oh. games since then. Oh my goodness! That's wild. Frank college. Mason had some good moments as a rookie with Sacramento, but I know college basketball's yeah. player of the year, yeah. Frank Mason. <laughs> man, oh man, that transition's tough, man. NCAA to NBA, not easy. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like it's like, and then Devonte Graham started making shots everywhere. And I was like, "That's what Frank Mason was gonna be." Um, I got one that I don't feel bad about because nobody cared about him at the time I said this, and I think he's got like eighty, hundred million dollars now. Luke Kennard. 
I oh, still yeah, like Luke Kennard. Yeah. yeah, me too. He was a diamond in the rough. So I did get that one. I mean, you you could you could argue that he belongs on the list again this year, given what happened last season with the Clippers. That's fair. You know? Yeah. You could argue. I'm not gonna have him on mine, but I did have him like on the long lists in preparation for the podcast. Cause just because things didn't go well this year for the for him and the Clippers. And then here's one that you kind of agreed with me. <sighs> and man, we just held on. We th- th- this should tell you this two years ago, and we were still holding on to a glimmer of hope as we remained together on Jabari Parker Island. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it just hey. no. I can't get over how how awesome I thought he was at Duke, and how it's just never taken. I know he's had a hundred million injuries. Hey. I mean, he played Simeon High School. He was. Tearing his ACL, so Chris, uh, Chris, he played. He got playoff minutes with the Celtics this year. Stop still, it! There's still hope. There's still hope. Jabari Parker got playoff minutes. Hey, got playoff minutes with oh, Boston. I think that. Hope. I think is that why Brad Stevens quit? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "To hell with this." You hey, mean I Danny Age's job? <laughs> he went to those owners and he said, "I'm not." Coaching Jabari Parker, are you out of your mind? Come out here with Romeo Langford and Jabari Parker. Let me go get some players. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but when I looked at some of the responses to our island pod uh, that we had gotten, the, our listeners, by and large, they can do revisionist history now. They didn't do much better. A lot at that time. And it's only two years ago. There was a lot of Hazonia Island. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Kevin Knox Island, which that's still an island. Um, was, is, is it an island? Kevin course, Knox Island? I mean, his minutes that, have dwindled every year. I mean, year. it's you and a volleyball. <laughs> you and uh, like Tom Hanks. I'm not on um, that Knox Island anymore, unfortunately. And, but I will say there were uh, quite a few listeners that did get uh, one right. In 2019, and that was Papianus. No, Monk. I'm just kidding. Not Papianus. Bender? Monk. Malik Maker. Thon Maker? Malik Monk. (laughs) Yeah, Malik Monk. He's working out. And and, and that Malik Monk stock, it might go boom this year. It could go boom. Really could. It really really could with the Lakers. He 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 was shooting the hell out of the ball last year before injury. Yeah. You know, he had really carved him. That was a good, yeah. con- like you know, he, he finally like he, cause he always shot the ball well at high school, college, yep. but for whatever reason, first three years in the NBA, he couldn't shoot anything. Shot very poor percentage yep. from three first three seasons, only 32%, but he was 85% from the free throw line. He still had the touch. It's not like he can't shoot something either clicked last year or it was an outlier season. I'm betting on something clicks because for a lot of these skinnier, scrawny guys without lower body strength, that adjustment to hitting those tough shots from three point range can be really difficult. So for Malik Monk, maybe, you know, maybe I should do some reporting about this, but maybe for him just speculating here that something clicked, you know, physically with his mechanics. And he finally was able to start draining those three pointers that he did in high school and that he did in college. And if he continues to do that for the Lakers, Hmm. I mean, he's only 23 years old, Chris. He's a great, great athlete. Great finding, athlete, too. Yeah, and finding a way how he could be effective on an NBA yeah. court, picking his spot. And he is one of those players that 
it, it, for anybody out there that goes to games, when you see him in person, you are immediately shocked at how small he is. He's so I skinny. always yeah. thought he was shooting guard size, but there are a lot of point guards bigger than him. Oh, no doubt. He's yeah. a little guy. He's small. I mean, yeah. he's tall for like normal people. He's six three, but um, just and very, he's not very six, lean. I'm telling you, he ain't six three either. Well, what's he listed at on the? Uh, I don't know what he's, he's listed. listed. He's listed at six three, so he is six yeah, three barefoot. Look, he must be. Uh, look, uh, Isaiah Thomas was listed at like you know six foot sometimes. Yeah, that, <laughs> back in the day he was, but when they changed it to barefoot, they they did list him at five nine. Which is what he is. Like I, I'm like five well, nine. And fair, and, and, well, I, I'm fair. like five. I'm like five nine and a half, five hey, nine and three quarters or something. Me and Isaiah Kev, Thomas. When I interviewed him, we stood like eye to eye. Same. Kev, eye, I, I, will t- I will. I will tell you this: six three is still now. There's a lot of point guards taller than six three, and oh, certainly yeah. all the two guards, which is yes. where he usually is. So that's why maybe it stands out so much more, right? You see sure. these guys that are six seven, six eight that are out there next to him. And it's like, geez, man, that is a little guard. Oh, totally. Um, Especially it's how skinny he is too. Yep. Today's episode of the mismatch is brought to you by Hulu plus live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV, stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu plus live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney plus and ESPN plus all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. All right. So now we fast forward. And in 2021, we have decided to, in honor of the great Frank Nilakina, make it lottery picks that we feel like people have either given up on or stock is very low that they are uh that they have an island of which people dwell maybe some people dwell but what i tried to do when i looked at this kev was you know when i think about these kind of guys it's usually guys that even the fan base of the team isn't necessarily all that in on right that and, and and once upon a time, I covered a guy like this many years ago, a guy that I am not, uh, who, who I love as a person. I know his whole family this day and everything in Mike Conley. And I did not believe. I thought they were dedicating themselves to something that would never take. And there were a lot of, you know, Grizzlies fans back then that, that believed that also. Um, and so... When I look at it, like even local fan bases may not be all that enamored with these guys because they're the ones that are most passionate about the roster because they're the ones that watch every single game. They know these guys, et cetera. So I tried to go through all these different lotteries. It's hard to find long ago's, but it was fascinating to look back at some of the lotteries and you think about even how much differently we think about even somebody like Zach Levine today than we would have a year ago, right? And that's several years into his career, you could really change the narrative about yourself, and you could change what kind of player you are. Terry Rozier, same thing, right? You, You think about him differently now than you would have 
five, six years ago. We've chronicled that. So try to find some of those. You want me to start or you want to start? Let me start off with the oldest draft. So from the 2014 draft, Chris. 2014? The fifth pick of the Utah Jazz, now playing for the Houston Rockets, Dante Exum. (laughs) (laughs) I really, hey, when you said fifth pick, I said, if this dude says Thomas Robinson, I'm going to (laughs) die. I couldn't remember what year that was. <laughs> yeah, D- Dante Dante Exum um, has had a very poor NBA career. Uh, he's had a lot of injuries, and the odds are he's not going to have a long career moving forward either. At 26 years old now, not accomplishing much of anything in the NBA. However, however, Chris, I thought he had a pretty good summer. I thought he looked pretty good in the Olympics, and with Houston, there will be, I would think, minutes an opportunity available. They gave him a a contract with a lot of incentives in there that have to do with playing time and opportunity. So this is like the last chance, you know, for me, you know, when it comes to what XM can be in the NBA, you know, with his size, with his length and his speed, maybe something clicks for him in his late twenties. You know, he's 26 now, maybe something clicks, uh, I don't have a lot of stock left in Dante Exum. I don't own much property on the island, but I still have you know a small condo near the beach um, that I'm. I've talked to some realtors about just oh in case gosh. I put it on sale. But I do have property on Exum Island. I do. Wow, that is shocking. I do. I mean, I've you don't heard have people, Exum. I've heard people the, the, kiss up. We're, we're to, doing lottery players only. I mean. Is this just because that we get so many emails from like no, down this, under? This is, this yes, is, this is an Australia you know, thing. I, I look through yes, every, it is. I looked through every draft since 2013, and 2014 was the oldest I could find. Oh, then you're gonna love mine. Okay. Do, do you want me to start with the oldest guy I have on yeah, this? Sure. And you're gonna say you, you uh, I'm gonna let you jump me right off the bat. But I chose, like I was just telling you. You try to find these players that not even the own fan base likes. And there are going to be people out there that go, oh, that's ridiculous. That's not an island. Come on. But this player, I would venture to say, might be the least, most, the least popular player in the NBA right now. And that is Ben Simmons. <laughs> Oh, come on. This doesn't yes. count. Yes. Yes, it does. This, this doesn't it count. Does. Yes, it does count. How it does, this does count? It does count. And here's why. Go around and ask people if they want Ben Simmons. Go around. At any team. I'm taking well, did you see? Did you see today people no. were talking about like a Ben Simmons for John Wall trade? Oh my come God. On. Come on. Look, Let's look. be serious. There's 30 fan bases. How many fan bases... Would you estimate would want to trade some of their favorite players off their team for Ben Simmons? Not many. Not many. Any? You know, you know, the teams I went through this the other night. So then I uh, there is an island. Well, Admit there's an island. Admit yeah, it. Like there's an island for every player. No. But this so, is a real legitimate island that I still that's a Ponzi scheme. No, it's not. I love Ben. <laughs> Hey, I think Ben Simmons is an outstanding basketball player, and everybody, the pendulum has swung so far that You're nobody, right. nobody wants You're, him. Listen, you know what somebody said to me the other day? You know what someone said to me? You've, you, you're fair to Ben Simmons. 
Do you me? know how many? No, me. Like me. They said to me, you're oh, fair I, to Ben Simmons. Oh, they should have said for you. And for years, I saw it in my mentions. Oh, and for years, somebody, I've always been the guy that like, you're a Ben Simmons hater saying he shoots in the wrong hand, saying this and that, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm the guy who's fair to Ben Simmons. So, so yes, you're right. You're right. The pendulum has swung yes. too far. You're hundred percent right about that. Yeah. And so, okay. All right. I'll get, I'll give you, I'll give you the, 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 the definition that you get. If people, if the pendulum has swung so far that people are now agreeing with you, that's way too far. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) And and, and for what it's, for what it's worth, the the teams that I think would make some sense for Simmons. And this is like, when I say some sense, I mean like a little eensy weensy bit of sense. Orlando, New York, Minnesota, Clippers, Indiana, Dallas, Boston, and then Houston, who was already mentioned. Cleveland as well. Like those are the teams that I think make sense. And FC Barcelona. Also. You left them out. <laughs> According to people who are hating on Ben Simmons. Nobody wants him. That's the thing. To do me, you know, do you know do you know why nobody wants him though? Like, like it's understandable why a lot of teams don't want him though, is because it's the fear. It's like I said earlier in September, it's the fear that he comes to your team and that he and clutch are like, we want him to be the guy. We want him to be magic Johnson. We want him to be the guy with the ball in his hands. Cause that's who he is. That's what he, that's what he's got to be. When in reality, most teams love the idea of Ben Simmons. They love the idea of Ben Simmons being like a supercharged version of Draymond Green. I've said it a hundred times over the years that that's the best version of Ben Simmons. So in that sense, Chris, I'm on Ben Simmons Island too with you because I believe if he were traded to Golden State or if he were traded to Portland, like you could see that version of Ben where he can play winning basketball with a great point guard where he can create for them and just not be the primary guy. You could see that version of Ben. It's just a matter of if it's going to end up happening. And in those teams that I listed that make you like even a little bit of sense, I didn't mention Portland cause everybody's talking about them already, but you know, I, I could see him fitting on a number of those franchises with the personnel that they have, or he's just worth the gamble. All right. I still have faith in him being one of the best players in the NBA. I really do. One of the best um, in the NBA. I think, yes. I think that's situa- situational, you know? I, I do not think that he has made his last all NBA team is what I would say. And you've got to be one of the top six guards to do it. So that's what I'd say. Um, I, let's do this snake draft since mine was a bit controversial. Okay. All right. And this next guy that I am going to say here, you could count it as my first one if you want, if you don't accept <laughs> Ben Simmons. Yeah. And I, there will be some people out there again that jump me. Again, these are all lottery guys, and I'm not going to pick somebody that sucks, okay? Because I'm done. I, I did that two years ago. These guys okay, are all out of the league. Who's your guy? Who's your guy? Okay. <laughs> the reason I know that everybody's out on this guy is because you know I'm a sports card collector. Is it James collector. Wiseman or something no, like that? I'm a sports <laughs> cards collector. And I will tell you that these cards were so expensive, and now you can get them for nothing. Ooh. Literally nothing. Tyler Hero. Really? Those oh, are cheap God. right now? If you like Tyler Hero, you could go buy every damn rookie card and the autographs Seriously? and everything. Oh, for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that hate me the most look just like me. What did that mean? I just I just googled his name. Bluegrass just, girl, but she got big dreams. Tyler Hero. I, I just googled his name. He, he just became a father last week. 
Or what? this weekend. Yeah, Tyler Hero just became a dad. Wait, is it the Instagram model? Yeah, I think so. No. Katia Henry. Katia Henry. Katia Elise. Yes. Yep. So now he, he's, a, he's a father. How about that? But now he's going to get that dad energy on the court. Good time to oh buy, my, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe this, will set, maybe this will center him and focus him. And, and Amazing uh, rookie year. Scored over 30 in the Easter Conference Finals game, for goodness sakes. It's like, what, 19-year-old, something like that. And it just felt like people jumped off after he had a down second year. And we've talked about this a lot, Kevin. I really do feel like these first and second year guys that they have had it much more difficult than guys in years past, because in many cases uh, there was a group of guys that didn't even play the NCAA tournament. Now, of course he got to the year before, but you know, you come into the league and you finish the season out playing in a weird circumstance in the bubble. Then you have a short off season. And then your second year in the league, you played like every other day because you didn't start the season until Christmas and you played every other day. And I think that you are going to get better versions of a lot of first, second and third year players this upcoming year because of how goofy the last two seasons have been. And so I'm, I'm still in on hero. Um, but I know that that Island has been abandoned during that finals run. He was as valuable as you could get in that rookie class in terms of cards. You could go get any rookie card for nothing. Hmm. Truly, truly. Did, uh, yeah. did you see the video of the, the girl crashing her car when he was signing autographs? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty funny, right? I did. Yep. <laughs> she forgot to put it into park and just rolled into a wall. <laughs> Man, if she, hey, if, hey, if she only knew you could just buy one for five bucks on eBay, <laughs> should have told her. Oh my god, yeah, Damn, girl, maybe signing autographs, taking selfies, and all that somewhere. I yeah, I don't know what the damage to your car was, and I guess you can't yeah. put a price on meeting the guy. Yeah. Hopefully, he uh, or somebody, you know, hopefully insurance covered that for her. I don't know. Insurance companies are tough, aren't they, man? They they want all these receipts and everything. She mm. caught on, she caught on video. She, I don't know. Poor girl. That stinks. Today's episode of the Mismatch is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance has the award-winning service to give you just that. They'll help you protect your home and what's inside of it at the high standard their members have grown to expect. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. And you can do it all right in the USAA app. And they offer many discounts to help their members save. That could put your wallet at ease, too. Visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more. Eligibility restrictions apply. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. San Antonio, Texas. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, 
tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Uh, I got uh, I got Zach Collins. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, well, okay. So we did go about this different because I said yeah. I wasn't going to take so, anybody that stunk. So, uh, I, yeah, we did go about this very <laughs> differently. So it's <laughs> with Zach Collins, uh, the, the only argument is the only argument is this. He's just been in a scooter for four years. (laughs) (laughs) That's the argument with Zach Collins is that he hasn't played. He's been in street clothes. When I saw him at a Momofuku in Vegas at summer league in August, he still had the scooter, Chris. Wait, was he? Oh, I I thought you were going to say he was your waiter. No, No, he still had the scooter, and that, that's worrisome that in August 2021, two months before the season, one month before training camp, he still had the, 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 the maybe, knee scooter. Maybe but, he's just lazy. Maybe he just doesn't want to walk I everywhere. Know. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, but, uh, then I'm why make, are you putting him on this island list? Because I think we're picking good players. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, 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 whatever. I mean, like I got Zach Collins on this list, and... <laughs> the fact is, is that if things work out, if things work out a big, big, massive, if he could be a guy, a seven footer who's shooting threes for you, who can pass a little bit, who oh. could the- theoretically play versatile defense. Oh. That's, that's what he was entering the 2017 draft. It's not what he's been in the NBA. It's probably not what he's going to be, but he's on my list anyway. Cause I thought the criteria was the guys. Okay. Look. <laughs> no. Yay. Look, I can play your game. You want to do injured seven footers? No, let's do the snake. Let's do the snake draft. I, oh. I, I got my next pick. Let's let's just get <laughs> let's just get Wendell Carter out of the way here. Oh, um, I like that, it. Okay, do you have Wendell I'm Carter as well? I'm with you. Okay, no, Wend- Wendell Carter Jr. Okay, Wendell Carter Jr. It's another guy who's had injuries. You know, he had some good moments with Orlando last season. Still hasn't quite extended his shooting range in the way that I would have hope for from him, but he you shot know, better in Chicago than he did in Orlando. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't really shot that well from anywhere, unfortunately, nah, but he, no. you know, he he's, he's had it tough. You know, he had Hoiberg and Boylan his rookie year. He had Boylan his second season, and then he got traded to Orlando last year. So, you know, with him, may, maybe some continuity and all that could help. Let me tell you something. A, I'm a huge fan. And I think there's a lot there, and I think he's an outstanding basketball player. Yeah. B, he's like 22 years old. He was young. Yeah, well, he is young. He's only okay. 22. Yep. yep. C, I firmly believe Suggs is the kind of player that makes you better, and I think Suggs could have a profound impact on him, specifically. I do. I think Suggs is the kind of guy that can make Wendell Carter the best version of himself. How about um, how about Bamba? Can we rope him into this discussion? Is do you do you have any hope for Bamba in this in this situation? We cannot rope him into. I mean, yeah, I knew you. I knew you no, tried. I'm, to. I'm serious. He's only 23, and, and he's been in the doghouse for three years under Clifford, who insisted on playing Kim Birch. Cl- Clifford, so, the so big they, red, so they, so the they could win. Dog Clifford. It's, it's ridiculous. They're so much better off without Steve Clifford. It's unbelievable. Nah. 
Steve Clifford's a good basketball coach. It wasn't a, it's not a good basketball coach for that, for yeah, that. But, but like, in like, a what, like what makes a good basketball coach? No, he is a, no, he, it just depends on what your goals are. He is yes. a squeeze every win out of what you give him. Yeah. But yeah. They, they squeezed out a lot of wins last year, 21 and 51, 33 and 40 the year before. Well, no, 42 they, bailed and 40 on the the year before they bailed on the season yeah, yeah, last but, year. I mean, they I traded Vucci, man. They I'm, traded I'm just, Aaron Gordon. I'm just a Bamba defender. I'm just salty. You, I'm very salty. Well, you need Bamba to be a defender. Um, all right. I raise your Zach Collins, Marvin Bagley. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he is not. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not on that island with you, Chris. How dare unfortunately. you? Unfortunately. Okay. Look, if um, I, I love Marvin Bagley coming out. I loved him. I've never acted like I didn't love him. I. And one of the things that I wrote years ago was if a guy doesn't work out, you blame the coach, which you just gave a perfect example of that, or you blame the crappy organization. And that's the reason you were wrong. It's somebody else's fault. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And it was not a terrible evaluation. Marvin Bagley is still an extremely good basketball player that has been in a miserable situation. And I hope he gets out of it and I hope they move him and he can go and find a new lease on life. But he, he has been so injury riddled. He has never, anytime he starts to get going, it collapses again. I mean, you can go look at his numbers and I know people are going to pull up clips and say, oh, he's a bad defender. And yeah, whatever. Like, he's one of the worst defenders in basketball. He is not. Yes, he is. It's outrageous. You yeah. could do, you could pull clips of anybody. I could find you 10 LeBron clips and I could say, this is the worst defender in basketball. Yeah, and, and that would just be being, really misleading to do. <laughs> yeah. It's not misleading. With, with Bagley, it's harder to find the good clips. Look, here's what I'm going to say. This guy is a profoundly. He can't pass either. He can't no. pass, can't make quick decisions on the floor. Marvin Bagley is going to be one of the all-time greats. I will be the only man left on his island, and I am still there, firmly planted on Marvin Bagley the third island. And if we've learned anything, it is don't judge these guys on their first couple of years in the league. His story is yet to be written. The fur I will fully admit the intro and the first few chapters. Is absolutely is terrible, and if you didn't make it to the part where it gets to the good part, I will understand. But I am powering through it to okay. get to the That's good fair. part. That's fair. Marvin- in, the, in, in the same way, I can relate because in the same way that I still believe in Mo Bamba, you still believe in Marvin Bagley. That's no two different calibers of player. Two different calibers. Yeah, look I'll, at, okay, okay. We disagree on the caliber of player. All I'm saying is that the same logic that you have for Marvin Bagley is the same logic that I have for Mobamba. Coaching, situation, injuries, all these reasons. It's just we disagree on the player okay, evaluation that's aspect. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. All right. So we can disagree while agreeing. Look at that. This will be season six for us. We, we've you grown up. For, you ready for... <laughs> you ready for bonafide homer pick yeah give it to me jared culver oh god <laughs> oh yeah you see you minnesota the- timberwolves fans hey. jump down you you <laughs> the trade. I, oh i'm so tired of hearing from timberwolves fan you got a backup point guard and they're mad that we didn't spend <laughs> 10 minutes talking about it 
You got Patrick Beverly, okay? You didn't get freaking oh, Chris yeah, yeah. Paul. Okay, that's right. We, did, we didn't, didn't talk about Beverly that Yeah, episode, you didn't trade really. for Chris Paul. Yeah. You <laughs> traded for Patrick Beverly, <laughs> the one that pushed Chris Paul. You, you traded for the guy that pushed Chris Paul, not Chris Paul. And you're mad that we didn't talk about it all that long. Jarrett Culver drafted sixth <laughs> overall. Sixth. He's played less than 100 NBA basketball games. You can't determine dick in less than 100 basketball <laughs> games. And, and now he moves on to Memphis. Great player development place to land. If you're going to, if it's going to take, and he was stuck. He played for a couple different coaches. They went and signed, you know, uh, they got Malik Beasley brought him in. They got a uh, Russell came in. They had uh, they, you know, they made that trade. Then they, you know, they got the number one pick. They lucked into that and they took Anthony Edwards. And the next thing, you know, Jared Culver's, you know, nowhere to be seen. And it's like, all right, like you, you got bypassed, man. And, you know, the kid lost all, all his confidence completely. And like I said, he's played less than 100 NBA games. I was high on him coming out of the draft. Now I'm going to get to see him regularly. I am still a believer. If I was a believer in what he could become, I don't think it's fair for me to determine what he is in less than 100 games. And, and I would say that if Jared Culver got traded somewhere else. I promise you I would. I would. No one will believe that, but I would. I mean, you know, I was high on Culver. I was high on him uh, coming out of the draft. I liked him. And I still think that whatever he's going to become, that his past performance is not going to, you know, dictate, uh, you know, what his future is. And, you know, again, it's less than 100 games. He's going to be amazing, guaranteed. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, on his island. I'm gonna pick a guy who I don't think should be on this list, um, but I'm adding him onto this list because of our criteria. And also, I saw a tweet last week, and I, I forget who said it. I forget who tweeted out this and all that. But I saw something out there that was like critical of Darius Garland, calling him an average guard. Oh, uh, and I forget who said it, but um, I think it was another podcast, and Cavs fans were disappointed about it. And, you know, if there's a perception of Darius Garland being average or, you know, not good, it's wrong. It's wrong. And Darius Garland, I think year three could be massive for him with Evan Mobley, with Okoro in year two. Some of the other pieces that Cleveland team has, we'll see if they make any changes with Sexton, but a move or not, to me, Darius Garland is a guy that could go boom this season. I view him as somebody that could be like a fantasy basketball sleeper. I view him as somebody that's like a good investment for like top shot or trading cards or whatever else. Cause I think Darius Garland at 21 years old, he'll turn 22 this season. The stuff he showed last year in Cleveland as a playmaker with some outstanding passes in the transition in the half court and pick and roll with his scoring ability to hit spot up threes, to hit threes off the dribble. He can get anywhere he wants on the court. This guy figured it out last year and there's an opportunity for him to maybe go boom this season with Cleveland, which is a very nice young core. And he's right there at the center of it as the guy who's going to be handling the ball more than anybody. So Darius Garland to me doesn't belong on this list, but I firmly am on Darius Garland Island and I am 
happily looking for more real estate on that island. I agree with you. I mean, I think he's a special player. He's special talent. Yeah. You yeah, know, dude. it's funny. You so mentioned him. So much feel. So much I, feel. I, I actually oddly had a conversation about him um, last week. I met this. He's uh, actually a college football player. Was telling me that they they played basketball when they were in high school, and they played for Ensworth, which is a big private school in Nashville, Tennessee. It's where James Wiseman went before he had moved up to Memphis, and that uh, he was telling me that his junior year they went. Uh, they had a great team. They had only lost a couple games, and they went to the state championship, and they played against Darius Garland's team, and he's like. They beat us by like 35. He was unstoppable. Like, and this was like a great high school basketball team. I don't know if Wiseman was on the team at that time or not, but he was telling me this story about playing against Garland in high school and just what an absolute force of nature he was. And now, like, you know, that now it's funny you say that because he's in Cleveland, he's not on national TV. Right. So he can't get forgotten outside of hardcore basketball fans. But those numbers, his numbers were good last year. I mean, it's on a losing team, but the numbers are good and the percentages were good. And he can, he can really handle and he can really shoot. Yeah. Really shoot. He he makes some outstanding highlight plays. And like when I say it could go boom, I mean, like I think because he plays in a small market in Cleveland, a team that doesn't get a lot of eyeballs. Like his cards and top shots and all that won't necessarily go up a lot in value, but I think in the eyes of NBA fans and his status as a player, that could change significantly with how people perceive him. Because if you watch that guy, and I think Jackson Frank, uh, who does a lot of great work writing and you know about the NBA podcasting, does a lot of green rooms as well. Jackson Frank last week, I remember him tweeting out this Darius Garland full court pass. Uh, and then like he did something in the half court afterwards, a floater inside over over a rim protector. It was just an amazing sequence, an incredible sequence that he had. And it's just a reminder of the talent level of Darius Garland. I, I think Cleveland has, I mean, there's a lot of good young cores in the NBA. Cleveland has one of the better ones and, and they're a candidate for my, me- my next bright future team, which I'm not sure when we'll, I haven't pinned that down yet, Chris. You haven't bright, decided. I haven't decided yet who it is, you know, like, but the, 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 Cavs, you want to, you the Cavs want so are badly. a candidate. You want so badly to say Orlando. Come on, Kev. No, I don't. You don't? I don't think, I don't think I'd put them over Cleveland. Oh, really? I don't know. I'm not sure. Need need to dive a little deeper. Take some time. Need I mean, need a need to look, go, need to dive deep. I'll tell you this, man. You got Kevin Love. Your future's bright. Um, <laughs> Great teammate. Good good veteran leader. All right. I'm gonna give you a weird one. Okay. And oh oh, wait, I I gotta do my wraparound snake draft right here. For oh, my last is this one. your last one? Yeah, my last one. No surprise here. Who do you think it is, Chris? Who do you think? Uh, Who have I not mentioned? Oh, Killian. Paul, Paul, yeah, my worst ranking probably of all time. Killian Hayes. Um, but, <laughs> but, but I'm still a believer in Killian Hayes. I think it's foolish to give up on a, any player, especially him after his rookie season in which he defended at a high level as a rookie, showed good passing ability as a rookie, good pick and roll instincts as a rookie. He couldn't score. He couldn't put the ball in the basket. Maybe he'll develop that. In his twenties, he was nineteen last yeah, year. But yeah, but yeah, you, you're talking about like, like I could see him becoming like a rotation guy in the NBA. You don't think he's got a chance to be a star still? 
I think or he has you? a chance. Or do I, think, I still think he has a chance to be a very, very good player, whether that means star or whether that means all star, or whether that means just a guy who makes, you know, is in like fans get mad about when they don't make the all star team. Mm, right. Okay. And whether he's that type of guy, I still think Killian Hayes has a chance to be very, very good. And okay. like, like, like I said, will that scoring ability develop? I don't know, dude. It might not. He might be one of those guys where it's like, you know, million dollar move, 10 cent finish. He might be that type throughout his career where he shows off the ability to do hard and step backs, but he can't put the ball through the hoop. Um, but I'm still a believer in him. And I think as he matures mentally and physically, you just like, it's really just about the jump shot. Like that's the main thing. If the jumper develops, everything else is going to develop after that. That's good. Cause you know what? This is going to be a perfect way to end this because Hayes was the seventh pick in the draft. And the guy that I am saying is on the Island, which again, you want to go and you want to, if you believe in him, you could go and rack up on stuff cheap right now. I promise you that on sale now. And it is the guy that was taken right after Killian. Mm. OB Toppin. OB Toppin. That's a good one. I am. I, I said this at the end of the season. I said, look, Kev, there's a lot of people I hear and they've already decided what this guy is, what this guy is going to be. And yeah, and seen anything. He plays on a team where a power forward, you know, takes all the shots and plays 48 minutes a game, <laughs> you know, and he's playing for Tom Thibodeau for goodness yeah. sakes. Right. Like, I mean, it, it, the, the, the book hasn't even begun on him. He is a freakish athlete, a freakish athlete who will learn how to defend better. He's not going to be able to get on the court if he doesn't defend under Tom Thibodeau. Uh, but I think, I, I don't think they were wrong in their talent evaluation on him. I think he has, I think he has a chance to be a special talent. I really do because he has, he has some stuff that just cannot be replicated in terms of uh, length, athleticism, you know, uh, you know, he's quick uh, off the jump too. He is. Um, I I think he could. I think he could really find a role in the NBA, especially as a finisher around the rim. And again, you know, you, you kind of determine like, oh, here's what he did his rookie year, and determine. You know, it, it's very hard to project out. But I think what we've learned is it's taken these big guys a little bit longer. You know, even when you and I were doing this, you look at that draft and I goof with you about Bamba. But I, look, Mo Bamba's career is like right now. He's played three years in the league. I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't give up on any of those bigs that were taken. I wouldn't give up on Bagley. I wouldn't give up on. Jaron Jackson, I would give up on Carter. On Maker. I'd give up on him. I wouldn't give up. Papa Giannis. Yeah. No. I'm saying (laughs) those like those young ones that have been drafted like in the top 10, though, I do think the learning curve is a little bit harder for the big guys now. I do. You know, you just saw Aiton become somebody that people weren't thinking that it was an outrage that he was taking number one. And that was when he got with Chris Paul, you know, that altered his career in a massive way uh, this past year. And if Chris Paul never ends up in Phoenix, who knows what we think about DeAndre Ayton right now? Who knows if they're talking about situation in 
fit yeah. and opportunity. There are so many variables that play into the success and the failure of NBA players right. or for anybody in anything, no matter what they do for that matter. In basketball, for that matter, having a guy like a Chris Paul, that changes what the role is for a big man and what the opportunity is for a big man. That's why, like with Ben Simmons relating relating it to that conversation earlier, the situation he could find himself in post-trade could totally change the way in which he is utilized and the way in which we perceive him with what he's capable of. Um, so, I also I mean, just think he's gotten a bad rap. I do. Yeah, no, they were, it's so they tough. Were, they were a shot away from having a chance at maybe being in the NBA Finals when they had Jimmy Butler. By the way, the year after, the bubble year, he wasn't in the mix, and they got their ass kicked without him. Like, he does affect winning. He does. No, with his you defense, know? he does. Yeah. yeah. And I just think he needs a dynamic guard alongside him. That's what I think that makes you forget that he's not having to take the last shot. And, and I'll tell you what, I mean, the flip side of this is, and this has been the whole thing with the Sixers for many years now, it can work with Embiid and Simmons. It's just an imperfect fit with their two best players. And I think if let's say Simmons were flipped for a guard and, you know, if Simmons got to play with the Damian Lord and if McCollum got to play with Joel Embiid, you could see the best version of Joel Embiid, an even better version yeah, having maybe. a guy like that. Because I mean, Embiid also hasn't had a guy that can run high pick and roll for him and can can take trees off the bounce. I love Embiid. Embiid probably would have won MVP if he stayed healthy the whole year last year. He was unbelievable. But, I mean, again, he's got no blood. It's all about Ben Simmons not taking that shot. Never mind. Joel Embiid was doing nothing in the second halves of games. He was doing nothing in those games. He just got off the hook completely. He really did. I mean, it wasn't totally healthy at that point. Uh, he never is. I know. And that's part of it. That, so, and that, but listen, this is, this is the thing. I, I have always viewed Ben Simmons as superstar insurance. Mm. Always. Because if Joel Embiid were to ever suffer a catastrophic injury, yep. which you hope never happens, but if he did, you could pivot to building around Ben Simmons. Or if he were out even just for a season, you could pivot to building your rotations and your lineups and your moves, your signings around Ben Simmons. If you lose that, and this is why the Sixers are right to hold out and ask for a lot, you need to retain the ability to change on the fly like that. Because with Embiid, I love the guy. Like, How can you not love Joel Embiid? Like, everybody has to love Joel Embiid unless you're going against him in the playoffs or you'd want your team to win. But with, with Embiid... Health and durability are always going to be part of it. It's always part of it with him. He needs a guy who can carry the load. Ben Simmons isn't that guy. He's not that guy right now in that situation. He needs a guard or a wing. Like you said, the head butler before having somebody that can shoot off the dribble that that's going to be the priority or maybe Maxi can turn into that, but that might take years before it can happen. I like him too. When it's got, when it's gotten to the point where today there's a friggin' thing out there like, oh, the Rockets are interested, in including a package with John Wall. I'm like, are you freaking kidding? What are we talking it's pretty, about? It's pretty funny, right? Good God. I mean, is it, like, is it 2000 and uh, is it 2012? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, are I'm we not doing? sure. I'm not sure uh, about that making any sense for Philadelphia. Who knows? I have um, to give a heck, a heck of a lot more with John Wall to do that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, it is always a pleasure. 
Your list is astonishingly great. So impressive. Oh, so is I'm, yours, Chris. Just absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. I'm glad that you are. Uh, people can send us. Uh, look, the listeners, you obviously did great with this, picking his own and Kevin Knox a couple of years ago. So <laughs> we're ready to be embarrassed. We, we made it a little bit easier by not uh, taking as many players that there might be no <laughs> chance of salvaging. So these islands will be a little more crowded to say the least, but look, uh, we're going to do a mailbag on Friday. One Hell last, yeah. one last one, because by the next week, we're going to be talking about preseason stuff and rosters and about how these teams, uh, are kind of shaping up and what they look like for the first time when we get to see them in the preseason. So for Friday, we are going to do one last mailbag for the off season. Give them that address, Kev. NBA mailbag at gmail.com and email us there with some questions about basketball, some life questions, whatever it is. We'll answer those on Friday. All right. We will talk to you on Friday. Thank you to our executive producer, Sasha Ashal, as always. And uh, Kev, I'll talk to you later this week. Looking forward to it.